Welcome to the Student Sessions, the unedited podcast for students and graduates that tells it like it is and addresses the issues that are important to you today and every day. Brought to you by Greher Media and hosted by Tonya Galati. Welcome to the student sessions with me, Tonya. Today I'm joined by Ola, Andre, and Bernard from the University of Hull. Ola is a software engineer at Sky. He builds and maintains APIs for their flagship digital products, including SkyGo, NowTV, and Peacock, used by millions of customers across the world. Ola graduated with a computer science degree from the University of Hull in 2018, where he launched Exuntus and co founded UK Black Tech. He has been recognised by Tech Nation as one of the 50 most inspiring, prominent and influential black voices in the country. Andre is the co-founder of Exuntus and a software engineer specialising in Android mobile development at Kin and Carter, working as a consultant building technology products for some of the UK's leading brands such as Tesco, Shell and Rail Delivery Group. He graduated with a computer science degree from the University of Hull in 2016. Bernard works for Vodafone and is currently on the Technology Graduate Programme. He graduated with a computer science degree from the University of Hull in 2018. Over the last two years, he has undertaken different roles. Bernard has worked as a technical designer, creating Vodafone's B2B security products. He is currently an IoT enterprise architect, working on the largest B2B IoT platform with over 1 million connected users. Hi, Ola. Hi, Andre. Hi, Bernard. Hi, Tonya. Hey, Tonya. Hey, How are you all? I'm doing well, thank you. Good. Oh, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the shoot sessions and thanks everybody for joining us today. Thanks for having us. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Uh, thank you for having us. It's really good to talk to you actually because you're all representing the University of Hull and that's my old stomping ground, but I think I was there before you were probably even born. But I'm sure it's still looks the same. <laughs> you know what? No, I think a couple of things have changed for the, for our university, especially Bramwell Jones Library. That changed apparently within the year of us coming, it it got a little bit of an upgrade. Oh, did it? Oh, the best library, library yeah. in the UK now. It is the best library in the UK. It always was, to be honest. Eight floors of <laughs> just books. But anyway, let's start by hearing a little bit about all of you and your journey to university. So, Ola, do you want to go first? Uh, yeah, so uh, my name's Ola. I grew up in a small village in London called Hackney. I'm pretty sure a lot of people have heard about it. Um, I'm also Nigerian. And uh, for me, going to university wasn't a choice. Growing up, the plan was, you know, go to school, get your education, go to university, get a job, get married, settle down. So it was just a path that was always progressive. I've always had a passion for technology. I remember getting told off when I was quite young for pulling uh, plugs out of the computer and the TV. So I decided to, you know, go to university and expand my horizons in the subject by studying computer science at the University of Hull. Uh, right now, I work as a software engineer for an entertainment media company, um, one of the biggest in Europe, to be precise. And uh, uni was good. I wanted to go to uni, not just because my parents said so, but I'd had people around me who'd gone to university and they just seemed to talk about, you know, the great experience having fun, meeting new people, studying, and all the other things you get up to at uni. Right, so it was always a kind of on your plan. Yeah. Okay. Bernard, what about you? Sweet. Um, hi guys, my name is Bernard. 
I uh, grew up in, actually, I was born in Zimbabwe, came back, came to the UK when I was around eight years old, so I actually grew up in Essex. Um, I remember my journey to uni was quite interesting, because I remember after GCSEs, I, I don't really wear my GCSEs, and I remember I took triple science for A-levels, um, and that knocked me back hard. I remember I got the lowest grade I've ever seen in my life, I got a U, <laughs> so I had to rejig my plan a little bit. I uh, ended up taking, I ended up taking a B-Tech, an engineering B-Tech. Uh, and a couple of other A-levels um, to finally get into uni. But, you know, exam results came. And again, it wasn't conventional because the first choice said no. Uh, first choice said no, my second choice said no. Then Hull offered me a scholarship, which is quite weird because my first and second choice said no and I got a scholarship to go to Hull. Um, but yeah, I went to uni and I've, I really, really enjoyed my time. As of tech, I've always been kind of interested in tech. And I think at the time, I think I was more aware in terms of like, what the career prospects are looking like. I didn't want to go into a field that was already flooded. I wanted to go into a field that was emerging. Um, so when I started reading more about tech, that's when I was like, yo, this 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 seems really, really cool. Um, yeah, so studied in studied in Hull, uh, met Ola and Andre in Hull. Um, then after finishing in Hull, I got a, you know, I got into the Vodafone grad scheme, uh, you know, the technical grad scheme. And currently I'm an enterprise architect for Vodafone. So yeah, that's my journey. I can't believe you chose to do triple science. Yeah, I, it was a mistake. <laughs> I learned very quickly. <laughs> so did I, to be honest. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, Andre, tell us about your journey. Yeah, so I was born and raised in southwest London. I would say university was always a path for me. I remember being, what, maybe eight years old and... One day I didn't want to go to school. My my parents said, get up from bed and basically get up from bed to go to school so you can go to university. So it's always been the plan. Um, my background is, well, my parents are from Guyana and Jamaica. Um, so they moved over to London when they were small. And um, I'm currently working as an Android developer um, for a consultancy. I've been doing that for the last couple of years since graduating from from Hull in computer science, and uh, basically I just I make mobile apps for lots of big companies, and uh, I found it's been a natural fit for me. Uh, ever since I've been young, uh, I've always been tinkering with computers. Mostly at the time I was tinkering building websites, and then eventually did that for other people and I kind of fell into um, doing a computer science. I never knew what it was before I applied for university, what computer science was. I just kind of ended up picking it and um, never regretting the choice. And it ends up to be a really good career choice, actually. Wow. Well, you all sound really technical and I feel really intimidated at how little I know about technology. Um, so we are talking about getting into the tech industry today on today's episode and um, the sorts of challenges that our listeners can expect along the way and kind of how they can stand out from the competition. So to start with, um, Andre, can you tell us a bit about what we mean when we say the tech industry or getting into technology roles? Because you mentioned there that until you actually started studying computer science, you didn't actually realise kind of what it was or the breadth that it entailed. Yeah, sure. Um... You can think of it this way, um, the tech industry is basically companies or a group of companies that mainly focus on 
building and manufacturing technology products or services. Um, so these can be your, your big name brands that we watch all the time, um, that we consume on TV, or be, be it your smartphones as well. Right, um, okay. So all three of you now work in fantastic tech roles. Um, Ola, can you talk a little bit about why you wanted to get into tech? So what were your, your motivations and your passions for doing that? My main passions were always, you know, wanting to know more. Um, growing up, I always wanted to know how I can solve problems. I always wanted to know how things work. And I'd pester my parents and the people around me just asking lots of questions, whether it be why the sky is blue or why does the TV work in a certain way. And I think just growing up, everything that we do and live, um, everything that we do in our living capacity is just surrounded and influenced by technology. So there's a lot of opportunity in the industry. and I initially wanted to be a school network administrator because I didn't know how big the industry was. But um, as I started to study and find out more about the industry, I found out that it's a great place to, you know, uh, learn new skills, to actually build upon your experiences. Also, um, you know, have a decent lifestyle from it as well. And also get to build things that people will use. And I think looking at the tech industry, uh, you see a lot of people just having fun in big offices in Silicon, Silicon Valley playing pool, having free food, um, pizza, and uh, most importantly for me, they don't have to go to work in suits. So I always knew from a long time that I wanted to go to work being me and as comfortable as um, I want to be. Don't get me wrong, I do like a good suit, but it's not an everyday occurrence for me. And what about you, Bernard? So, yeah, I think for me, what kind of attracted me to, you know, I, I thought, like I said, you know, before I was looking at the kind of the career prospects and I think for all of us, we kind of grew up in an era where technology literally just shot up from nowhere. Because I remember, you know, being quite young and we didn't have that much technology. You know, we were usually spending our, you know, our time outside from. So from like then until now, you know, we've got smartphones. We've got like, so there was a huge boom and I was very, very interested into it. Um, one thing that I did find out when I was at uni is that although I like the skills of, you know, coding and stuff like that, I like to be able to do them. However, um, in terms of my career-wise, I wanted to find something that worked with both, like where I was in between both the technical side of things as well as the business side of things as well. Because um, I like to be in that little, I like to bridge the gap between the technical guys as well as the business guys to ensure that things are done. So that's what really kind of attracted me to going to tech and the kind of field I really like right now. So you went, you wanted to go into a tech world, but did you know what specific industry you wanted to go into? Or did you just know that, there, the breadth of opportunities was outside of the tech sector. Yeah, no. So the breadth of like the breadth of tech was was way beyond just you know working for tech companies. It was everywhere. Uh, if you go to hospitals, uh, if, even nowadays in law as well, like you know they use a lot of technical stuff. So I knew that if I had a technical degree, I'll practically go into an industry that I really, you know, like. Okay, so tech as an industry is massive uh, the changes in technology over the last few years and its impact on industries has been um huge ola what would you say are some of the most significant changes or developments that we've seen within tech i think for me the first one has to be um how widely accessible the internet is and how fast it is i remember when growing up uh, having to wait for the dial-up internet and it will take <laughs> about five minutes to load a web page so now <laughs> Yeah, and if someone's on the phone, that's it, internet session gone, that's it, you have to wait for a while and reconnect and hear the beeping sound again. 
now internet is so fast that within a couple of microseconds, you can literally load up a whole HD video. And the speed and internet allowed us to, you know, it's revolutionized the way we watch TV, the way we listen to music, the way we play games, the way we find out about things that are happening in the world as well. And that's also led to an increase in the use of cloud technologies, where companies are no longer having um, big clunky buildings in the middle of nowhere with servers and computers that are always at risk of catching fire. And if that goes down, their whole service has gone down. They're now relying on um, other companies providing um, access to servers and uh, technology infrastructure that allows them to perform their business operations, which it makes it a lot easier for you know small businesses, large businesses alike, to focus really on the product that they're building and not so much about the infrastructure. That's also changed the way we develop as well. Um, we're now using things a lot more through the internet rather than having to go to a physical building to access computers and servers. Okay, Andre, what would you add to that? I would say um, FinTech or otherwise known as financial tech. Um, that industry, especially within the UK, has blown up a lot. Um, just think of some of the, the mobile apps you use today. Um, you can get paid instantly and get notifications on your phone on things you spent. You can send money to, to friends and family within seconds. Um, you can easily control all your finances. Um, that kind of revolution um, has really kicked off, um, which, uh, which in turn allows the industry to grow even more and further. Um, so some of the, the more bigger name um, banking sectors are, are now introducing features that some of the smaller um, startups introduced a couple of years ago. Um, but it's making our lives um, so much more easier and more, more um, accessible. Mm. And um, another, another industry actually is cons um, the consumer industry, uh, mostly um, TV and media. Um, most of us probably have an account for one of the um, online media companies these days um, and we binge watch uh, on their platforms. And that will just keep evolving as well. Eventually, that will be, we'll be able to consume them on every type of device you can think of, from your watch um, to, your, to your fridge, to your front door, maybe. As, as the internet continues to grow, um, as speed continues to grow, um, as all I said, those type of technologies will just keep getting better and better. And just one of the things that you touched on there is around um, obviously the rise in technology across different sectors. And I think one of the areas that we've seen huge digitalization is accounting. And, and that, that obviously leads to a perception that, you know, well, obviously the more technology there is, the less roles there be roles there will be for individuals to apply for because actually you've got robotics and you know, who, why would you need humans? So kind of what's your view on that Bernard in terms of, would you say that, tech is replacing the need for staff or is it actually enhancing? I, I think um, I, for me, I think tech is not taking away jobs, it's just modifying the job role. Um, so, you know, just kind of replacing the more autonomous tasks with more, you know, with faster and more efficient ways of doing it. But this, like, just because a computer or a robot can do this doesn't mean, you know, your job is, is done. It just means that you now have to kind of gain more skills to be able to manage the kind of software that you know that, that you'd be using um i don't i don't believe that tech is taking away roles but in fact it's actually opening up a huge door for many many ro more roles um and like even now 
I think one of the best industries, especially in, in this COVID period, to be to have been in was tech because you know everybody was able to take their work from home, um, and you know was still able to kind of do the stuff they would from the office. So, like tech isn't taking away jobs; it's actually opening up doors. <laughs> Right, brilliant. Okay, so whilst technology is a fast-growing industry and obviously we are going to and we are seeing more and more roles come about for students and graduates, it is still a really competitive market. So Andre, what issues or challenges did you face when trying to get into tech as an industry? To be honest, I found I I didn't have the confidence actually in my ability. Um, so leaving university, I didn't I didn't really believe it was a place that for people like me could fit into. Um, and that that is because I didn't see people like myself as role models in that industry. I couldn't see them. Um, when you look on websites, uh, I didn't see people who look like me. I, I didn't hear from people who look like me in the industry. And it, it just felt like a, this is not the place for me. And um, that lack of role models and lack of opportunities as well, actually, were hard to find really really hard to find so yeah I, I found that with that it, it didn't give me enough confidence in myself and I really had to to work on myself first to to allow me to have that confidence I mean I think the lack of confidence that you mentioned there some of our listeners will really relate to both in terms of getting into tech but also kind of more broadly than that so Andre what were some of the things that you did to help you overcome your lack of confidence because obviously you've you know you're in a successful career now so what was your key to success I started to immerse myself in the tech industry so I started reading blogs watching tech related news I tried to push myself by attending local technology meetups events and um, conferences that that were being held especially when I was at university in Hull I would attend all the local meetups from the tech sector, get to know people, um, start to build connections, and just ask people lots of questions. Um, start to build a network of people um, that eventually became a, a community. Is how is one of the ways how I met Ola and Bernard as well. Just meeting more like like minded people, starting to build my confidence, sharing thoughts, buzzing ideas around, just trying lots of different things. And that's a a really great example of kind of how you've pushed yourself out of your comfort zone, Andre, and actually how you use those opportunities to help you build your um, social capital. So as we heard in the introduction, the three of you have set up your business, Exuntus. Have I pronounced that right? Yeah, Exuntus. Great, which I want to talk to you more about shortly. Just before we do that, Bernard, I just want to come to you. Why do you think it's important to promote and have diversity within the tech industry? Andre mentioned there that he, you know, he didn't see individuals that looked like him or that he could relate to. So why do you think diversity is so important? So one reason why I think diversity is important is because, you know, whenever, you know, companies are creating a service, they need to have people who are, they need to have users that represent no, they need to have people who are building it that kind of represent their users. For example, um, and one of one of the one of the key examples I can give there was a, there was a YouTube there was a YouTube video of a company that created a hand sanitizer, an automated hand sanitizer dispenser. And so this company tried it out, fantastic, brilliant. They've now pushed it into the market. You know, uh, a white person's hands used it, fantastic. Now, when black people try to use it now, the hand dispenser wasn't working. So 
um, had been there has there was somebody you know within maybe the testing team who was you know of of fame or of ethnic minority who was able to kind of test it out. He could have pointed out that yo, there's still a um, there's still errors in kind of in, in in our product. Let's kind of work on it because it, it it now becomes quite embarrassing, especially when I think the product was actually launched in Kenya. That's what that's what made it a lot worse because they didn't have the people that rep they didn't have people within their team that represented their customers, meaning that there was a lot of errors. Um, so that's one of my things. It's like, you know, a lot of these consumer products are targeted for everybody, but you know, they're not really capturing everybody's requirements within the, the specifications. And Ola, what advice would you give to our listeners who want to pursue a tech career? I would say that um, if you want to pursue a career in tech, you should let your passion for technology ultimately drive you. And it is going to be a difficult journey. You will feel like you want to hit your head on the wall, but that is perfectly normal, mainly with the sheer volume of things that you have to learn. And I'd also say, like, broaden your horizons. You just don't have to pursue a career in tech as a developer or quite a technical role. There's many other roles that allow you to utilize your other skills as well. And being able to meet with other people in the industry as well and just go online and see what's out there and ultimately keep on educating yourself. And one day, you know, you will become the successful techie that you want to be. So I mentioned earlier that the three of you have kind of got a business going. Tell us a bit about that, Ola. So Andre, Bernard and myself uh, came together doing our studies at Hull to find uh, Zontos, which is a community for students and recent graduates um, people and people pursuing careers in tech from underrepresented groups. So what we do is we run a range of initiatives to help you be the best that you can be within the industry and ultimately find work um, within the industry as well. Uh, we do that through supporting you through your studies at university or through your boot camp. We also run a range of workshops to teach you the things that you perhaps won't get from studying that you need to thrive in the working world as well. We also help people by connecting them with job opportunities as well also help to review CVs and prepare people for interviews as well. Great. So how can students find out more or how can they sign up? So if you visit our website, uh, www.xuntos.org, or also follow us on Instagram and Twitter, Zentos underscore, uh, you'll find out how you can join our various um, online communities, whether that be on WhatsApp or Slack and um, on our social media platforms. Brilliant. Okay. So I'm mindful that we are coming to the end of our time today. So just before you leave us, what one bit of advice would you give to someone who feels like they're not able to pursue their dream career because of something like uh, they feel like they don't belong or they kind of lack confidence? And I'll come to you first, Andre. Yeah, first of all, I would say believe in yourself because you do belong. And then ask lots of questions. So reach out to people um, who you relate to. Um, who you've seen on wherever, meetups, social media, and just ask them questions. Most of the time, people are very willing to answer any questions you have, just for you to get a feeler of how it is, how the industry is. And uh, get out of your system um, and just, yeah, ask lots of questions and join the community as well to help facilitate that. Brilliant. Thanks, Andre. Ola? I would say where you perhaps might not see yourself as being a great fit for your dream career, career because of where you come from or what you look like, remember that there are organisations and companies that will look beyond uh, your skin complexion 
and your nationality, but actually see you for the skills and talents that you have and what you can bring to the table and really try and let those shine in those opportunities. And don't let that stop you because there is a growing number of people working within the tech industry from underrepresented groups. And there's people around like ourselves who can help people get into their dream careers as well. Great. Thanks, Ola. And Bernard, finally. Yeah. Um, so for people trying to get in, remember, like tech is so vast. There's, there isn't one, one, one way in and one way out. Like tech has so many different doors. Um, I've, you know, I've been working with a lot of people that, you know, their journey is interesting. They, you know, they say, oh, I used to work for retail. Now, you know, <laughs> you know, they used to work for retail, but now they, you know, they find themselves in a, in a fortunate position where they were able to work their way up into the company. And I find some people, you know, who don't even, who don't even have a technical background, but now becoming developers. So don't count yourself out because the companies haven't. Um, just continue trying. Um, and, you know, just remember every no brings you closer to your yes. So Brilliant. Thank you. Thank you all so much for joining us on the student session today. I feel like I should be a techie. I've learned so much from you. <laughs> you should. The doors are open. The doors are open. <laughs> yeah, I just want to start unwiring everything, like the telly. But then I wouldn't be able to get it to work again afterwards. Anyway, thank you for giving your time. I know you're all really busy, but it's been really great to have you. Uh, thank Thanks you for having, for having us. Enough. It's been it's been a pleasure and it's been uh, quite interesting. <laughs> yeah, I've enjoyed every second of this and hopefully, you know, we might be back again, right? Yes, collaborations. Watch <laughs> face. The University of Hull has been changing the way people think for 90 years. As England's 14th oldest university, the university has a proud heritage of academic excellence and a history of creating and inspiring life-changing research. Hull is the only official university partner of Team GB until 2025. As a student, whatever you're studying and whether you're sporty or not, there'll be opportunities to get involved in the Team GB partnership, including chances to volunteer at Team GB events to boost your CV. The university believes that there's extraordinary in everyone and together with Team GB, they will help you find it. The University of Hull is committed to providing students with top-class facilities and an ideal environment in which to live and learn, which is why they are undergoing a £300 million project to dramatically improve buildings and facilities. And to our listeners, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And if you want to catch up on any of our previous episodes, do subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Spotify. Thanks for listening to Student Sessions brought to you by Greyhair Media and hosted by Tonya Galati. Never miss an episode by subscribing and if you like what you've heard today, why not leave a review and please tell your friends. We'll see you at the next session. <laughs>